Hello, this is Rick Romerick, Certified Financial Planner, bringing you a couple of articles that I loaded to my blog. The first is seven ways to stay on track and meet your financial goals. And then we'll take a look at a COVID recession and recovery. Are you on track to retire comfortably? What are your financial goals? How much income will you need to generate each month when you've retired? What might be some of your longer term goals that take a large pool of savings to accomplish? Well, our regular check-ins are designed to measure progress towards your goals, making adjustments as life's journey unfolds. Saving for retirement is a long game. It's a marathon. You could compare it to the fable of the tortoise and the hare. A sprint won't get you to your destination. Slow and steady wins the race here. Unfortunately, 75% of Americans receive no professional assistance for this long haul. In my view, that's unacceptable. It leaves far too many folks exposed to many financial pitfalls that are lurking around the corner. As Ben Franklin said, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Fortunately, you do have professional support and a plan in place. Following are seven ideas that I encourage on a regular basis. You've already implemented many of these concepts, others you may want to do more with as we move into the fall, and they are all excellent reminders of what keeps you on the path towards financial independence. Number one, set goals. Too many people simply guess what they will need in retirement, and many don't have a written plan to reach what goals they have set. Others simply don't have any goals. If you don't have goals, you'll drift, financially speaking. Number two, a comprehensive and holistic financial plan is a must. While regular savings is important, a roadmap that takes you to your goals is critical. Did you know that if you start saving 600 per month at age 30, you will have a million dollars when you turn 65, assuming an average return of 7% per year. If you start saving at 20, 300 per month will allow you to hit the same goal. I'm not saying that a million is the magic number, but the example highlights that consistency, starting early, and the magic of compounding can help you reap big rewards. I assist you by using a diversified portfolio that generally includes safe and risk assets. While much work goes into the individually crafted plans I recommend, no small part of what I recommend is based on the evidence that long-term exposure to stocks has outperformed simple savings accounts. Number three, stop, never stop saving. After paying for housing, food, and other expenses, are you able to consistently save money? A survey by Bankrate suggests that one in five Americans aren't saving anything and only one in six save over 15% of their income. Why aren't those people saving? Well, according to the survey, 38% of working Americans have too many expenses. For example, on average, Americans shell out more than $2,900 a year on restaurants, prepared drinks, and lottery tickets. I'm not saying that a Spartan existence that eliminates fun and entertainment is the path to take. Instead, examine your expenditures closely. You might quickly find ways to cut back while still enjoying life's pleasures. And consider paying yourself first when you receive your check by setting up an automatic payment into savings. Number four, retirement savings is a key component. If you want to stay on track for retirement, the importance of regular contributions to a retirement fund is critical. Employee 401k contributions for 2021 top out at 19,500 with an additional 6,500 catch-up contribution allowed for those that are 50 years or old, older. At a minimum, don't leave any free money with your employer. Be sure to contribute what you need to receive your employer's full match. For 2021, you may contribute up to 6,000 to an IRA or Roth IRA, 7,000 if you're 50 or older. Just be aware that the IRS imposes various limits based on your income. I'd be happy to share additional details or you may check with your tax preparer on those. Number five, did you get a new job? If so, congratulations. As you look at benefits, how quickly can you start contributing to your company's retirement plan? Plus, don't forget about your prior 401k plan. Roll it into an IRA or into your new 401k. 
unless there is an extraordinary circumstance, and we're not talking about a new TV or vacation, don't fritter away your retirement assets. Withdrawals from these tax-deferred plans will probably be subject to taxes and penalties if taken early. Number six, get out of debt today. Some debt can be productive. For example, a mortgage allows you to purchase a home and build equity instead of renting, but in many cases, debt can be a burden. Your student loans help you pay for college. Although the situation with student loan debt is fluid, this debt is best paid off. Credit card debt also falls under the unproductive category. Besides, many come with high interest rates. Number seven, check in with Social Security. SSA.gov has a decent amount of resources, and it's a good idea to check in online and make sure that there has been an accurate accounting of your annual income. If your income is understated, your benefits will be shortchanged. Our goal is to help you replace a substantial portion of your income when you leave the workforce. How much will depend on your goals and what you may want to do in retirement. These ideas are a great place to start, putting you and keeping you on track for your retirement. And now a COVID recession and recovery update. The economy hit a peak in February 2020 and bottomed out in April of the same year, according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER, which is viewed as the arbiter of recessions and economic recoveries. In determining the peak and trough of the economy, the NBER considers several indicators of employment and production. All of those indicators point clearly to April 2020 as the month of the trough that NBER said. While the NBER made its determination last month, it simply confirmed what investors and economists have known for a long time. The two-month recession was the shortest on record. When lockdowns and shelter-in-place orders eased in May 2020, activity began to rebound, according to U.S. government reports. In some cases, the rebound was sharp. On a historical note, the third shortest recession was tied to the Spanish flu in 1918, seven months, while the 1957 recession, which lasted eight months, came in fourth place and was centered around the Asian flu pandemic. However, the end of the recession doesn't mean that the economy has returned to its prior peak. It simply means that the economy stopped contracting in April and activity turned up in May. While the shortest on record, the COVID recession was also the fastest decline on record, and pandemic-related distortions have yet to abate. They may never completely abate. Some industries have performed incredibly well over the last year, and others continue to struggle. During the first quarter and second quarter of 2021, gross domestic product, which is the broadest measure of goods and services in the economy, expanded at an annual rate of 6.3% and 6.5% respectively, according to U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis. While Q2 missed analyst forecast of 8.4% Wall Street Journal, it was enough to push GDP above Q4 2019's peak. Notably, spending in Q2 was particularly strong for service-related businesses tied to activities outside the home. However, spending in the broad category of services has yet to regain its former peak. Stocks reached new heights. Major averages such as the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, and the S&P 500 all touched new highs last month, building on impressive gains over the last year. The re robust economic recovery, which few analysts had predicted during the lockdowns and shelter-in-place orders last year, has driven corporate profits higher and, in turn, fueled the rally in stocks. While rising profits have been a big tailwind for stocks, the Federal Reserve has played a role, too, by pushing interest rates to rock-bottom levels. In addition, the Fed continues to buy about $120 billion in Treasury bond and mortgage-backed securities each month, which pumps additional cash into the financial system. As the economy expands and creates new jobs, Fed Chief Jerome Powell suggested last month 
The Fed is getting closer to announcing a plan to reduce its monthly bond purchases, but he did not provide specifics. Nevertheless, he continues to insist that it's too early to start talking about raising interest rates. Ultimately, the path of the economy and the pace of economic growth, coupled with what happens to inflation, will have the biggest influence on when and how quickly interest rates might rise. I trust you found this review to be educational and informative. Let me emphasize that it's my job to assist you. If you have any questions or would like to discuss any matters, please feel free to give me a call. As always, I'm honored and humbled that you've given me the opportunity to serve as your financial advisor.